Welcome to Being Brown. I'm Hina. This episode has been almost a year in the making. We're excited and thrilled to have Minakshi Sharma of Mama Untold Thoughts, who's the founder of the Lotus Movement, a community leader, blogger, blogger, writer, and of course, mother. In this episode, Garan had a long-awaited conversation with Minakshi about being a mother and experiencing anxiety, the story of Mama Untold Thoughts, and the Lotus Movement, growing up as a South Asian and experiencing anxiety, and much conversation where notes weren't required. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I have Minakshi Sharma with me here today. We've kind of been waiting for a long time to record this episode uh, or just collaborate in some way. And I'm very thankful and grateful that uh, Minakshi's taken some time out tonight, this evening, to uh, record an episode of Being Brown with us. Uh, so thank you, Minakshi. Thank you for being here. I don't want to introduce you. I would like you to do the introductions because... I feel like I'd be doing you a disservice if I did that. So thank you for joining us. Oh um, my goodness. What do you, <laughs> what do you introduce yourself? You just hyped me up and now I don't know what to say. <laughs> first off, uh, first off, uh, Curtis, I'm just so excited for you. When I, when I heard that you were getting a show on Ruckus Avenue, I mm. was just like, I was right there cheering you on because I'm just so thank happy you so to much. see you know, to see your talents just emerge and evolve. And, um, you know, you've been doing so much. Don't laugh. This is true. You've been doing so much. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> You've been doing so much on your, you know. Sorry, I'm just excited. I know, me too. I am. That's the other thing too. I just love, I love, love, love and admire your enthusiasm so much. And you just speak so genuinely. And, you know, I find in this, Thank you. In this world, sometimes it's really hard to find those genuine people who truly are here to to make an impact and to do good. So kudos to you, and um, you know, keep doing your thing. I, I you first so came across your page on Instagram, you know, where you were being so open about men's mental health, and mm. I think that's what instantly, you know, attracted me to your platform was how mm. I was seeing for probably the first time a South Asian male speaking about yeah. mental health. Yeah. And I, I admired that so much. I admired that bravery. I admired that vulnerability because, you know, we don't talk about mental health as nearly as much as we should in the South Asian community. Mm. And that too, from, from a male's perspective. So I'll, uh, I'll stop praising you there. I'll time out <laughs> on the praises right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Because I, I feel like you're just out. like awkwardly like uh huh. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, it's it's nice. It's nice to uh, it's nice to hear that. It's um, it, it, totally, it's, it's stuff absolutely. like that. It's not like it's it's nice to hear that kind of stuff. To it, it drives me to want to continue doing it because I know absolutely. it's making some kind of impact. I guess so. Please, your introductions. <laughs> Yes, yes. So as Gar mentioned, my name is Manakshi Sharma. I am born and bred in Ottawa, Ontario, here in Canada. Um, I, uh, I'm a mom. I'm a mom to two little girls. I work full time and I'm a very passionate community builder. And that's just been a core value of mine from a very, very young age. And I have of course, my parents to thank for always instilling those values of giving back to community and being a part of community and, and helping in, in any sort of capacity. So, you know, I, I started my journey on writing and and 
doing videos and connecting more with community, I would say like more so publicly in the last year. And that's how my page started. So I am a, I, I've now like, this is kind of like the word going around. I've, I've categorized myself as a digital content creator. Cause that's like, <laughs> that's the buzzword. So I'm going to go with it. Yep. And, uh, that's how, <laughs> that's how like my page mama, mama until thoughts came about. And, yep. you know, I started blogging in 2016 mm-hmm. after I had my first child, because I felt like I, I saw there was, there was a, a, a community blogging sort of space, but I didn't see, mm-hmm. I didn't see color in it. I didn't see mm-hmm. uh, representation in it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've always identified, and you'll probably see this in my profile, like in my bio, I always identify myself mm-hmm. as a South Asian mom who's a blogger, a vlogger, and an, and also has a show on Ruckus Avenue as well. <laughs> and that's just... <laughs> that's just been my identity that I've been holding, you know, kind of going forward into this world of social media and just sharing with everyone, you know, snippets of motherhood and also being, you know, a full-time professional, but also having, you know, opportunities to be creative as well. So it's really Mm -hmm. been a great outlet for myself. And um, I'm just so glad I did start it because it's just allowed me to also connect with so many amazing, you know, South Asian moms and dads Mm -hmm. globally. And I feel Mm -hmm. like with the pandemic, it probably, it's heightened for sure, Mm -hmm. because like social media is our only kind of connection with people right now. But, uh, but yeah, it's been great. I've, I've been loving it. And I'm just, I'm, you know, the journey, the journey here has just begun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. That's amazing. I love it. I think that it's it's interesting. You know, I I feel like I've got, I've put like, obviously you've seen the notes that I put together, but I feel like we're going to go so far away from the notes today. I think it's just, we're not going to need those. For sure. Go for Um, it. I think that's why, like, I can't remember how I initially saw your profile. I think there was around the time when I was trying to build Being Brown, the Instagram page. And I think I might have come across you from Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law, who's a brown psychologist, Dr. Tina Mystery. So she's my sister-in-law. So I think I might have come across you from her. And ever since then, I was like, again, is it you were talking about kind of the enthusiasm that I show for the stuff that I talk about but I I saw the same thing with you like when you were talking mm-hmm. about you know motherhood and I mean recently you've doing, been doing a lot of reels and I've, I appreciate those I feel like I sit there sometimes <laughs> and I just chuckle to myself and Hina my wife is like what are you laughing at I was like this, this is just, oh, she's just funny <laughs> um and um again it's just that enthusiasm you know and people say you know when you're passionate about something that can rub off on someone and I think that shows a lot with the stuff that you talk about you know specifically the um you know when it comes to not just my mind told thoughts but you know the stuff you do with lotus movement and the when you you're highlighting people who don't have Mm -hmm. that big of a platform sometimes I do but you know for those who don't have that Mm -hmm. platform or even you're just highlighting people people don't aren't aware of I think it's such a wonderful thing to do and that's something that I've always tried to do myself is you know using this podcast as at least uh, you know moving forward I'd like to to do that I mean to to try and use it as a platform to highlight people whose voices aren't being heard enough Mm -hmm. you know and it's interesting and I always like seeing that and hearing that from other people like yourself and 
you've kind of already answered my my first question of of you know when and why you did um was started my mental thoughts but uh, you know you didn't mention the lotus movement so I, I guess if you can talk a little bit about the the purpose behind that and i guess what the intention is with that really because i think it's such a beautiful idea so yeah why, why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah for sure so i'll um i'll give a bit of context too as to like mm. where this manifested from and um and uh yeah like you said the purpose and the intention so for me mental health has always been you know a forefront topic that i have wanted to talk about but i never had mm. the courage in i would say like my youthful days you know i go back to times in high school and even elementary school i would say when i would feel sadness i would feel um isolation i would feel um anxiousness nervousness and i didn't know how to articulate or express these feelings and when i did try i felt like no one was hearing me like mm. i felt like you know i'd go to my parents and they would just tell me like you're okay. Everything's okay. Or, you know, let's, let's just pray and everything will be fine. Right. And you know, that's, that's the, that's the mindset. Right. And I don't think it's, it's malicious in any way from our parents. I just don't think that there was, there was just resources, right. There wasn't enough conversations happening about what is mental health. And so, you know, having um, gone through uh, bouts of anxiety and depression, you know, my entire life and then realizing it more so after having children Mm. and actually getting professional help, that's when my eyes truly opened where, oh shit, like I've been, you know, right from that first sort of traumatic Mm. experience that I've gone through, that's what's, you know, resulted in so much of my, my anxiety and my depression Mm. and now having children and now, you know, pivoting my identity to becoming a mother. Mm. Well, that's a whole other transition that Mm. we don't even talk about as nearly (laughs) as we should, you know, and especially, especially the, like the, the well-being, the maternal well-being, you Mm. know, um, and that too in, in the South Asian community, it's like unheard of. Right. So I, after having my second and it was on my mind after I had my first, but I think after having my second and, you know, finally realizing that therapy is what I needed and Mm. I needed to speak to a professional, Mm. I, I looked around in our community and I didn't see anything. Mm. I didn't see anything that was specifically on mental health. Right. And, you know, Ottawa being a smaller um, city, but being also the capital city, like, you know, I look to the other, you know, bigger cities like Toronto Mm. and Vancouver, and I was seeing a lot of, you know, initiatives happening in these respective cities, but nothing here in Ottawa. Mm. So I, I just one day I, you know, I had this thought that was lingering for a while and I woke up one day and I decided that one day I was going to, I was going to launch it. And, you know, it just, it, yeah, it was literally, and sometimes we need that. We need that like aha moment or that awakening moment for us to just put ourselves in gear and just buckle down and, and do it. And, 
yeah, I like I, I was in touch with. I'm gonna give a shout out to Colors of Roshni. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but she's an amazing it. digital uh, artist. Yeah, you'll have to take a look at her work. And I had reached out to her and I said, "Hey, look, yeah. I need to. This is what I'm thinking about. This is a concept. Can you create a logo for me?" And mm. she did. Mm. And just within like. I think we had one or two back and forths. We had a logo created. Awesome. And just from that moment of having that logo created, I then started an Instagram page. And then from the Instagram page, it just turned into sending emails out to folks that I was um, coming across yep. on Instagram. And your sister-in-law was one of them. Yep. And I uh, I kicked I kicked off the, the whole movement with a, a speaker series, nice. a virtual speaker series. Yep. And uh, that's how it kind of rolled about. And, you know, I'm, I'm so... Um, I'm not going to say I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of the organization yeah. that's been established because no, but truthfully, no, because yeah. it's, it's, it wouldn't have been possible without like, without anyone, without mm. anyone participating in this virtual speaker series to kind of kick off the movement. Mm. And that's what I would always say to anyone who I was reaching out to was, look, we're just starting out. We're very small, but we have this goal and we know mm. it's, it's an important goal. And if mm. you're able to participate, like let's do it and that's how that's how we were able to get you know almost 20 plus speakers a part of this virtual awesome. speaking uh, engagement so yeah and then from there we well I say I say we but at the time it was just me but then that's when I realized that hey if I really want this to grow I got to start recruiting and I got to start making this legitimate so recruited team members we got ourselves nonprofit status so we're a nonprofit organization officially and um That's and amazing. we're just yeah we're just we're just trying to keep the the momentum going <laughs> And that's really cool. Yeah. It's a shame, obviously, we're in the situation we're in in terms of, you know, COVID and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But if, you know, in, in your mind, if this wasn't around, what kind of, and this isn't this isn't part of the notes, it's just something I kind of thought of yeah. while you were talking. If COVID wasn't a thing right now, when people weren't locked down, what would you envisage for Lotus Movement? Like, would you see it as being like a, I don't know, like a regular conference type thing? Like, what would you, I don't know, how would you, how do you see it? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question because that's exactly how I envisioned it when I mm. first, when the thought first crossed my mind to start an organization mm. and then COVID happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so then that's, that's why, yeah, that's why I had to pivot, right? I had to mm. pivot and I had to think, okay, well, how can we still somehow bring people together, but do it in a virtual setting? And that's, that's why I started using like IGTV, you know, right. to, to showcase these videos. Mm. And yeah, so I mean, going back to your question about like, what would I have envisioned if we were in, in COVID times, it's mm. definitely more in-person right. workshops, in-person webinars. I would have loved to have done like some sort of a gala where we are able mm. to raise, you know, do fundraising charity events. Cool. But we were like, you know, with, with COVID restrictions last year, we still were able, we, we did one in-person event. Mm. Actually, I lied. We did two in-person events. <laughs> the first one was highlighting the importance of physical well-being and your mental well-being. Cool. And um, we did it outdoors. Mm. We maintained social distancing. We no. capped it <laughs> at, I think, like 40 people. Yeah. Everyone had to register for the event. So yeah. like we had all the COVID restrictions there. Mm. And then the second in-person thing we were able to do was a fundraising event to gather non-perishable items for our local food bank. And we we called it 
an ethnic food drive. So we were looking for ethnic items. Nice. So like your aka, your yeah. you know your 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 uh, your lentils, your yeah, dals, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of that. So you know we were looking for items like that. <laughs> but again, just to like emphasize that you know you're we're definitely trying. We're trying to be creative during mm. these times as much as possible and, and try to think outside of the box in terms of how can we connect with our community members. But I have to say with the virtual speaker series that we did, we were able to not only connect with folks like yeah. nationally, but internationally mm. as well. So it was almost like a blessing That's in awesome. disguise. Yeah. It's amazing that you were able to do that regardless of, of you know, the the restrictions that that we had and i think that says a lot about not just the organization but i guess i'm going to use this word and i don't use this word a lot and it sounds really weird sometimes your tenacity you know like your your need and your drive to want to make sure that you still want to make a difference regardless of the obstacles that you have in front of you um, and i think that says a lot about you know not just you but i guess your 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 need to want to bring a change you know you know, and it's, and, and some people are doing it, you know, because they're just defying laws and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, there's, there's people like yourself who, who, you know, want to, to try and, you know, really breaking protocol, but you're, you know, you you want to make a difference regardless of, of what's happening. And that, and that's really nice to hear. Let's move on to, I guess, growing up because you mentioned this before we started recording well when we started recording but before the conversation started i i think it's what i find really interesting as well is you so we connected again a bit more context we connected last year i think it was like in june when i was when i started making all these you know videos around mental health and things and i thought mm -hmm. okay i did a conversation with my mom perhaps it might be worthwhile doing a conversation with another mother who i don't really have connections with and has mm -hmm. kind of uh an objective perspective when it comes to me mm -hmm. and so we connected and I originally I wanted to do a, a kind of a video with you you know with your perspectives on what it was like what it is like even being a mother and experiencing things like anxiety and all that kind of stuff because it doesn't slow down and it waits for no one you know regardless of who you are whether you've moved whether you've experienced something positive in your life it doesn't it doesn't finish it doesn't go away and I think no. you know when I think about my mum you know I always had this perception of you know mental health wasn't a thing and you know very much like yourself when you know you mentioned your parents it was you know let's just pray and you'll kind of disappear or you're fine you know <laughs> you don't need therapy because you're not crazy and no. all this kind of stuff yeah and, yeah. Um, and that was my perception of it all the way up until I was maybe 27, I want to say, which is like five years ago now, um, yeah. which is crazy to think that it took me however long it was way into my adulthood to realize that I needed quote unquote help. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, uh, when I think about my parents and I think about my mom, I, I, you know, you start to understand when you go through it yourself, you start to see little tells from other people you start seeing little triggers and you start seeing the way that they're reacting to things and it's like mom I think you, you might need to talk to someone or you know like um but you know and and, and unfortunately you know that my parents generation uh they don't believe in stuff like that because it's not a thing and it you know never has been and again it's like you said they're not doing anything wrong it's just 
that's what they know and that's what they brought up with and it's unfortunate yeah why do you tell, tell us a little bit about your experience about kind of how you know you, you mentioned a little bit about your upbringing and kind of experiencing anxiety through high school and and that kind of stuff but you know uh, how, how I don't want to kind of make you go through the whole your whole child because you mentioned your you know parents discussing this thing with you so I guess talk about just before you had kids and mm-hmm. the moment after you had kids like how did that affect you and your mental health like what did it change like mm-hmm. how did it change and like, what what did you I don't know how what did yeah. you go through can you talk a little bit about that yeah totally I mean you know like I said like I think because I um I bottled a lot in, I bottled a lot Mm. in throughout high school and throughout university. There was a time actually in university and I remember there was an incident that happened at our university Mm. and I won't get into the details of it because I don't want to trigger anyone. But after that incident, you know, I, I felt, I felt a lot. I felt like it hit me in, in many, many ways and I, I did reach out to like our school, they had like, they offered school, um, through the school, they offered counseling services. Yeah. So I reached out to the counseling services. I had an appointment booked and then I chickened out. I chickened out because I didn't want, I didn't want to be put in that vulnerable state where I would have to talk about Interesting. things. I was afraid. Right. I was so afraid because I think for so long, like I said, Karen, like, you know, bottled bottled so much in and I didn't know that Mm. if I would talk to a stranger if it would make things better right so there Mm. was a lot of um you know I was naive I was very naive about my well-being and my mental health um I was naive towards others as well I didn't you know I probably wasn't as open-minded as I hopefully am today about how others were feeling Mm -hmm. and what sort of you know, struggles they might have been dealing or battling with at the time. Mm. So, I mean, and that's like, that's life, right? Like that's life. You learn, you learn as you, as you go along, you wish that you wouldn't have done things probably a certain way, but you know, unless we go through these Mm. experiences, we'll never know. hundred percent. And so kind of transitioning into, you know, that moment of becoming a mother and, you know, now having to, give my 1000% to a newborn child and kind of forget about me, put me in a very dark place. And again, those feelings of, of bottling in and not sharing with anyone what I was going through, how I was feeling, no one really even asking, Mm. how are you doing? Do you need anything? What support can I give you? You know, there's a lot of attention when a child is brought home to that child and and so having gone through as well like a bit of a traumatic birth experience Mm. and you know having to actually go back into the hospital being away from my newborn child that in itself also created a lot of um a lot of ptsd for myself Mm. and i didn't know it i didn't know it at the time and i only um got like officially diagnosed if you will Mm. um after i had my second interesting and so again i think this whole journey yeah i think this whole journey of becoming a a mother has been a very awakening journey it's been very eye-opening and it's allowed me to actually just like you know as cliche and Mm. sometimes as cheesy as it sounds Mm -hmm. it's allowed me to like look into myself Mm. and like check in with myself Mm. And I think 
because I've been able to do more of that, I've been able to really be present and not bottle things in as much as I have had done in my past. Mm. And, um, you know, just also being present as a mother for my children. Right. Mm. You know, like, like you said, anxiety doesn't ever leave you. (laughs) It's always hovering. It is always hovering. Mm. It's a hovering cloud. And I think the best thing that we can do for anyone who is experiencing, you know, um, mild forms of anxiety and if you are experiencing severe forms and you know medication as well is mm. not a, a bad thing a negative thing or you know sometimes our our society tells us that you know if you're medicating there's yep. something serious yep. wrong with you and that's not the case <laughs> yep. at all there's a lot of stigma associated yep. to that as well um but for those who are you know experiencing low to moderate anxiety like it's so important to have tools ready in your toolbox. And, um, you know, when you are experiencing like, you know, some form of a panic attack or an anxiety attack Mm. that you know how to cope with these, um, with these instances. And, uh, so that's been my priority. Um, you know, again, just hoping to always be present with my children and hoping to always just, um, be, be well for them. And I think like, if I, if I, you know, bring it back to kind of like growing up and it's again, not to say that, you know, our parents were unwell or unfit or anything like that. I think it was just an entirely different Mm. hustle Mm. altogether. Right. It was a different hustle for them. You know, my parents came to Canada to establish themselves. They weren't necessarily working jobs. They were probably um, overqualified for the jobs that they were doing. Right. And so, um, you know, they were, they were hustling. There were some days that, you know, we wouldn't see my dad because Mm. he was doing shift work. And so he would be working like throughout the day and then, um, sorry, like throughout the evening. And then my mom would take us during the day. So there was like times where we just wouldn't even see each other as a family. And, you know, so I don't think there was ever that moment for them to just pause. And because if they paused, then there wouldn't be food on the table. There wouldn't Mm. be a room our heads right yeah so i think you know for our generation i feel very fortunate that we do have access to these resources um it's just a matter of opening up that door and just having more conversations around mental health where we Mm. can just end that stigma and focus on on just being supportive being a supportive Mm. community recognizing that we're dealing with our own struggles and challenges and to not compare you know not compare to what our parents went through and what we went through or what we are going through, mm-hmm. it's, it's not even, you know, it's not even a comparison sort of thing. No, like it, no. it's completely different. Yeah. Um, but I think we can learn a lot from our, from our parents' generation. 100%. Right. And, and that's what we're trying to do with, with our children is that if we have, if we have recognized that we are hustling too much and we're grinding too much, mm. it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to take you know, a mental health day, you know, that's Mm. something that I'm really trying to speak about more so at work, you know, during Mm. my full-time gig as well is that, um, you know, if I, if I find that I've been connected for too long or if that Mm. my mothering duties, you know, you know, always take precedence over precedence over, you know, any sort of work, I tell my boss, I tell Mm. like, you know, I I have open and and frank conversations about my well being, And that's, I think that's what we need to do more of as, Mm. um, as uh, individuals. It's really interesting you say that, and um, 
I think it's probably important to point out at this point in the episode, I guess it's too late, but there's no real topic for this episode, but I think it's just interesting to have a conversation with you about stuff like this. I think it's so interesting that you mentioned that thing about, you know, your workplace, because what I've experienced in the past when I've mentioned stuff about like my mental health is, you know, and I think to some degree, I think my ex- experience it now is when you mention the fact that you have anxiety or, you know, you, you may not be quote unquote coping that there's a perception that, oh, this guy uh, or this girl can't really take much or, you know, we should just ease up on them and, and don't give them too much work to do. And it's just like, yeah, that's not what I was getting at. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, if I ever kind of yeah. just go quiet or if I'm not with it, like, this is why. Yeah, it's, yeah, I just, you know, and I, again, going back to what you said about our parents' generation, 100%, I think there's definitely a lot we can learn from them but I also think it works both ways, you know, I mean, obviously for some, some parents are we kind of not too late, but you know, they're so far in there into their lives that, you know, there's not much to apply that the, the principles to when I, when I say that, I mean, you know, our parents kind of just powered through everything, you know, they didn't, they didn't kind of think about or stop to think about the fact that they might have anxiety or that they need to process something or they just kind of moved on and, you know, um, there's 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 a lot to say there about you know the, the way that they got through life, um, and it is admirable. It's admirable, but equally, you know, you've just been talking about it. There's a lot to admire there when a person can accept and tell themselves that hold on, shit, I need to take a break now. Like I need to give my mind and my body a rest um and yeah it's it's crazy how many workplaces still don't accept the fact that mental health is a real thing you know you know they'll champion this it's mental health day and all this kind of stuff but when it comes to actually delivering nowhere to be seen uh and it's sad and yeah sorry no, and I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And I just always think back to um like the Bell Let's Talk initiative, right? Mm. It's it's oh, yeah. we, we recognize that yes, it is it's a great initiative to get the conversation started when it comes to mental health. But the flip side to it as well is that, you know, they're a multi million dollar corporation that mm-hmm don't necessarily treat, you know, there's been stories that have emerged, you know, the treatment of their own employees is horrendous. Um, And also the, the amount of, uh, you know, the costs associated to folks who are in jails, um, Mm. because I guess Bell has some sort of ownership over that is just an exuberant cost. So there was just, you know, over the years, like, um, you know, there was a period of time where I was like, like all for it. Mm. And I still like, you know, I still believe in Mm. it. I believe in the concept, but I don't necessarily believe in the process of how they go about it. Right. And so that was one thing that, you know, for our entire Lotus team, we were, um, you know, we were kind of on the fence about like, do we want to promote Mm. this? Do we not want to promote this? So we decided to do something a little bit different because the other thing too, is that this day can be very triggering Mm. to many folks as well. And, so, you know, we decided to kind of go about it in a different way and try to provide, you know, helpful resources for, for our community. But, you know, it's just that, like, again, it just comes back down to like having these conversations in our workplaces. Mm. Right. And I feel like 
there's always this big <laughs> stigma around like, you know, heck, like you have anxiety. Oh, you're probably not fit to do this job. Just how like you said it, right? Like there's yeah. just like this huge like miss like perception about like someone who has, you know, mental health challenges or, or an illness yeah. or um, struggling in some capacity or the other, you know, it's like no one should dictate how or what you're capable mm. of, right? Like, you know yourself how much you can 100%. handle. And the fact that we still have, you know, executives or whatever position you might be, the fact that we still have people who think they are in power, um, yeah. you know, and can dictate our, like, careers and our, like, well-being because, <laughs> you know, it's just, like, it just baffles me, right, that we still yeah. live in this society. And I actually, like, I posted this this morning because I had I had a really heavy day at work. I had this full, like, mm. kind of planning session in the morning, and then I actually had an interview this afternoon as well. Mm. And uh, my anxiety was, like, through the roof. Like, I was not, like, Jeez. for the past, ever since I actually got that invitation for that interview, I've been, like... Yeah losing sleep okay and i don't know why like it's not like this is like a make or break situation like it's really not yeah. but i think it's this also this pressure that we put on ourselves right mm. to always like succeed and always mm. be like you know the best of the best or whatever yeah. right and so anyway so i put it on my my page today and i was like you know what i want to be honest and I, like yes there's a positive element to my page but mm. there's i'm always trying to be as like open and honest and transparent as possible right. yes. because social and I'm, I know I'm like kind of like scatterbrain right now like I'm going all over the place with this but <laughs> no 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 it's funny. because like you know that's the other thing too with social media is that like a lot of the times we always just see the good or we just see kind of like you know just the surface and people mm-hmm. um who follow you or who troll follow you will always think that like you're putting everything out there on social media right when really like you know for myself like I just put whatever I feel like whatever I feel like putting so today when I posted this um you know I put like hey you know it might come across that I'm super comfortable with doing you know interviews or live like IG Mm -hmm. live sessions or presentations and that sort of thing but really internally I'm not okay. Yeah. And so today I actually felt like I just kind of like that weight was just lifted off my shoulders when I could just like proclaim to everyone that like this shit doesn't come easy to me and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, like why do we build up this like, Oh, I got to have this hard shell that like, I know what I'm talking about or I know what I'm doing or I, you know, sure. Like, you know, if you are like a subject matter expert in your field and you know what you're doing, I mean, even the best of the best, like doctors, scientists, Mm. lawyers, whatever, everyone experiences this, this feeling of just like, you know, the fear of judgment, the fear of what ifs, the fear of anxiety, like right before you're about to like deliver any sort of big presentation, you know? So I felt like just sharing that today with, you know, with my followers if I may and you know I got so many I got so many responses from people just like number one appreciating the fact that I was just like kind of putting it out there and it's not to like I'm not trying to glorify this either like I'm not putting it out there because like oh I want people to to praise me or whatever like no hell no I just want people to know the honest truth right there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about like being authentic and you know 
being real you. And sometimes I find like I'm really kind of over this whole like authenticity buzzword bullshit because <laughs> it's like I'm so sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to be swearing. But I'm just so over it because like, you know, your authenticity will show. It'll yes, show in, in your in your platform. It'll show in your in the way you you know, you put yourself out there. Yeah. And sometimes I find when you just have to always like drill down on like, you know, these, these buzzwords and like talking about them and, you know, saying how you're not it or you yeah. are it or whatever, yeah. it just like completely defeats the purpose. Right. Yeah. So anyways, all I to say, I'm not sure where your question was or where we <laughs> left. <laughs> I don't it's know fine. where I took this, no, no, but fine. like, I just felt like it was really important to mention that. No, um, uh, yeah. No, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. You know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to close my notes now because I don't think we need them. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, I feel just, like we've just gone. No, no, and it's different. fine. <laughs> and I'm so glad you brought that because I'm, I've, I had your kind of your Instagram page back in the background anyway. But like, when you okay, talk okay. about like, it's funny you, you mentioned that authenticity thing because I was literally going to bring it up. Um. But it, yeah. I think that was the other reason why I loved your page is because, like, I'm just looking at it and like, there's there's some thumbnails. I'm not sure you've done it for dramatic effect, but there's like one where you're like this. With, uh, for those who can't <laughs> see, like, um, I'm, of Minakshi's head is in her hands and uh, it looks looks very dramatic. But like, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. not all sunshine and roses, and it's okay to admit no. that it doesn't matter if you're a influencer or whatever you are on Instagram it's okay because to some extent you have a responsibility especially if people are people are you know following your page there's a responsibility there mm-hmm. where you tell people and you let people know that shit ain't always rosy like Yes, I'm uh, a mother it. of two kids, and yes, I do all this stuff, and yes, I'm maybe a community leader and all this other stuff. But shit goes wrong for me all the time as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I I have anxiety and I, I have low days. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. I I go back to when we first connected, and you know, just this whole process of trying to connect with each other. You know, we, for all intents and purposes, we've been trying to connect with each other for. I want to say close to eight months now, right? Something like that. It's taken us eight months to record (laughs) this podcast, but that in itself should show people and, you know, to each other that things are going to go wrong and that's okay. Because when that day comes, when eventually you record a podcast or things go right for you, the payoff is going to be amazing, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah um yeah no I feel you I feel like okay. <laughs> um no I was just gonna say, I was gonna say really quickly um but I also lost my train of thought and I don't know where what I was gonna say um <laughs> no okay yeah so no no I was gonna give the example of mm. um I just posted this picture I think on the weekend about mm. like literally I'm sitting in my pjs oh, I'm yeah. sitting on the counter yeah. of the kitchen <laughs> yeah, and I'm eating out of <laughs> fucking steel pan with katie in there and and like like, honestly like 90 percent of the time that is life folks that is real life okay and you know the yes i will post like the glamorous ones the glamorous pictures or whatever sure you want to feel good sometimes and you'll post it 
but you know, I just, and that's where it, like, that's why, um, you know, this whole topic of like being authentic and whatever, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'll just, it'll come out, it'll come out in your, in your personality and the way that you connect with people. Mm. And, you know, you were just talking about, yes, it took us like, you know, X amount of months to mm. have this podcast mm. and finally connect and chat. And, but that's, that's what, you know, that's, that goes to show the genuinity between people you connect with on Absolutely. Instagram, right? Like there's no, there's no, um, animosity, like, no. oh my God, he's pulling me off. Yes, like what yes. the hell? Yeah, no, yeah. there's none of that bullshit because yeah. I think we all realize, um, at least those who acknowledge and recognize genuine yeah. connections that life happens mm. and if it means sometimes that, like I said earlier, like mm. if you need that break, if you need that time out, if mm. you need a moment, whatever it might be, mm. take it. People who are genuinely willing to support you and be there for you, mm. they will, you know, I hate to say wait, but they will be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They will be there when you when you need to, you know, revert back to them. Mm. So anyways, all I have to say, like, you know, just just live your life, folks. <laughs> live your life. <laughs> do it at your own terms yeah you know like let's stop let's stop living life on and walking on eggshells like you know i think um you know life is is short it's very short it's very unexpected you never know and uh so yeah just just keep living keep living everyone (laughs) i'm you know i'm kind of glad you you put it there because um i actually i don't want to end it but i i i know i (laughs) I honestly hope we do more like this, um, whether it's on, on moment with Minakshi or whether it's on being round. I just feel like I don't yeah. honestly, I, I know I've shut my notes off, but I feel like there's so much we can talk about. And the, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to commit to this right here, right now. Okay, um, yep. two things. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do a part two on yep. a moment with Minakshi. Okay. 100%. And you we're gonna um i try every month to host like something like ig live related on ruckus and so i think we should continue the conversation there perfect sold perfect (laughs) awesome that sounds amazing awesome um honestly i'm not just saying this but i do i I know it's like it's uh for reference it's 8 30 on a tuesday night yeah and i i could honestly (laughs) carry on talking but i'm conscious obviously you have a life and um i don't want to take any more of your time um thank you so much honestly thank you so much for for taking this time to talk to me um i'm genuinely excited for our next conversation whatever that's going to be about (laughs) um and um a know, mishmash of everything. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. honestly, I think when I when we first planned this, I was like, okay, let's make some notes. So I'm going to be a bit, a little bit professional, you know, let's just put some notes together. But I, I knew that we'd end up just talking. Uh, and I, I, I think my wife is going to kill me because she, she needs structure in her life. She like she she needs structure on a podcast. She's, she's I've got another podcast, and she's always like, "You guys never talk about anything. You're just kind of all over the place." But sometimes I feel like that's the best yeah. way to get stuff that from is. people, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I before agree. we close off, um, tell people where they can find you if they don't already, uh, and yeah, just all of your socials mm-hmm. and everything. For sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram. And on Facebook and Twitter at Mama Untold Thoughts, you can find the Lotus Movement on uh, Facebook and Instagram at the underscore Lotus underscore Movement. Um, and I do have a website that kind of I 
relaunched recently so you can find more details about all the sort of initiatives and passion product projects that i have going on awesome. at www.minakshisharma.ca perfect i'll make sure i put all those links in um, in the description of this podcast thank you so much everybody for stopping by and listening to myself and minakshi we will see you over on minakshi's podcast on instagram <laughs> i guess <laughs> that's right i committed to it so it's happening <laughs>